Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Good Morning Liberty. (laughs) Well, what is going on? Liberty-loving friends. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of good morning this is good morning liberty right good that's yes you are at the right podcast right now all right yeah. i'm just you know i'm getting my bearing straight here good job just the, the bearing uh panama canal the bearing you're getting your bearing straight yeah <laughs> right exactly. now my bear is straight it's not it's, in a gay sense <laughs> it's just just you know i'm just straight as like a straight as <laughs> straight as an axe that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm, you know, but here I am. Uh, hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> it's your co-host, Nate, and your other co-host, Charlie. You remember him? He's here. Yeah. He's alive. He's, yeah, alive and, and, and kicking. Are you feeling, are you feeling okay? You feeling rejuvenated? I'm nervous. Nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous that to, uh, I mean, a lot of people <laughs> missed me, but I got a few people that wish I was still gone. So, you know, I won't tell I'm you what happened. I'm just trying to make it as awkward as possible right now by not responding. To I won't tell you what happened, but yeah. I, I read a, a few Don't Kill Myself books. And, okay. And I'm, now I'm here. It sounds so. like they were pretty good books. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like we're making progress. Good job, but everyone. What do you, on a podcast, what do you do with your hands? I forgot. I'm always working a bunch of controls. I don't know what oh. it's like to not have any jobs during a podcast, okay. but uh, for me, I have like a lot of stuff to do over yeah. here. It's like mm-hmm. running a spaceship. Mm. I did 19 episodes by myself over this 19 stretch. 19 solo missions. Yeah. We only lost about a thousand followers a week. So, <laughs> so people do like me. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Listen, I I said this to people. People are here to hear you and I make jokes make about things. Really dumb jokes at the beginning of a poli- Yes. And tell uh unnecessary long personal stories. A lot of them. Yeah. Mhm. That's what the people want. That's yeah. that's what gets them going. So uh, essentially that's the only thing that brought me back was that there with the people were leaving the podcast in droves mm-hmm. and uh, I'm here mm-hmm. to get them back. Yeah, we got together. Bump. I can't come and do my own nineteen solo shows because no. that's not going to bring the people back. No, it's no. the it's the Nate and Chuck conversation. That's what it is. That's what makes it different. We are a little bit out of practice on conversating. <laughs> it's actually not true. We spent hours. No, I know. We still talk for hours on the phone. One or two hours every single day. Could have recorded a couple of those. Sure. Yeah, that would have been great for sure. But like I might have, we would still be losing thousands of people in the audience. And the problem is their families would be losing them also if they have to listen to that. Okay. Hey, there was an election a couple days ago. That's right. Did you vote? (laughs) No, (laughs) I didn't. I had to go get some groceries. Hey. Yeah. You know, 
That's fine. I felt like although look, Tennessee is going to go red no matter what, unless yeah. you live in Nashville in and they, Davidson County, or you live in Shelby County in Memphis, then then those are going to be blue. And they basically don't allow libertarians on the ballot. They don't. So well, they did, but they're all listed as independents. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and uh, so it wasn't like an, a libertarian with an L next to their name I could have voted for. Now there was a ballot initiative that I did want to vote for, but I thought that it would have enough support that they didn't need me on it and it was whether or not Tennessee was going to put the right to work state in the Tennessee constitution uh, that was on the ballot and that ended up being yes so right you're, to work state you're that's right. fine they also took away slavery as a punishment uh, for crime so that's that's good that I didn't know that was part of it it's but. been around for quite a long time I heard Colorado just got rid of theirs like two years ago so it's mm. just some of these leftover things that that some of these states have uh, anyway what's going on with the election right now um, that red wave didn't happen we know that uh, looks like Republicans still gonna take the house I think it's gonna come out being 50 50 for the Senate We'll see how the runoff election goes. It'll be 50-50 if Warnock wins that Georgia race. Uh, if, uh, what's his name, Walker wins, then it'll be 51-49. They did officially call uh, Alaska for the Republicans. It was a tie almost between two Republicans, but they decided that it's going to go to a Republican. They know that. <laughs> so they did go ahead and name that one. Um, I don't think they've called Nevada yet, but it's looking like it's going to be a Republican and Arizona looks like it's going to go towards the Democrat. I can't remember the name of the person running against Blake Masters or who Master was running against. And then Georgia, we know there's going to be a runoff. So those are some of the things that's going on. And do you think there's going to be, oh, do you know Lauren, Lauren Bobert, who I'm pretty sure we've never talked about before on this podcast, hmm. like a single time. No. I think yesterday might have been the first time uh, that we've ever mentioned Lauren Bobert on the podcast she according to what i've seen on twitter and on the new york times and the washington post and slate and vox uh, and cnn <laughs> and all the left-wing stuff she's basically donald trump's like little like evil mini female version of donald trump is what i can figure out only with way more guns which is worse i did hear that she's good on gun rights though mm. Uh, just maybe she could be crazy, but I have no clue. What I'm trying to say right now is I have no clue. I'm telling you what I've gathered by all of the left-wing media outlets telling me about her. That's it. So she was losing yesterday, and right now she's winning uh, by like 300 and something, but 433 votes as of the time of this screenshot. Mm. And she was down by about the same amount yesterday and she was down by like 60 votes coming into the day and now she's up by a few hundred the main reason i'm paying attention to this is because there have been so many annoying people on twitter that have been so excited that she was going to lose and i just don't like most of those people so i would be kind of excited if she came back and won even though just because of the people on the twitter. just to stick it to them you know because mm. i screenshot their tweets so uh what else do we have carrie lake a lot of really close races. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Lake, who is, I would say, literally the female Donald Trump. I mean, just like him, only she's she's actually better. She's better than he is, but without all the real estate and better hair. But she is down by 13,000 as of the time that I took this screenshot. 
and 76% of the vote in, in Arizona. That's for the governor race in Arizona. Allegedly, there's some more Republican-leaning votes that need to be counted. We will see. Uh, Jeff, you are correct uh, on that statement, which I will not say on the podcast. You got to join the live group to see the comments like that. <laughs> Fire-ass comments like Jeff. You got to join the live group to see shit like that. Go to... Go to join G- up today. Go to joingml.com. Joingml.com. Get in here and see what Jeff has to say. That's that is a fire comment. <laughs> one of the best things I've ever seen. You're just the hype guy today. That's right. I'm the color guy. <laughs> the color commentator. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. I was saying around with them down there. <laughs> okay. math. One of the things I wanted to uh, mention just election updates right now. I ran through some exit polls. Well, I didn't run through them. People gave the polls, and then I've screenshot them. They weren't like in my way on the way to work or anything like that. Um, so inflation. And you don't run. No. So I don't run. That's bad for my back. Yeah. So inflation was a top concern, but democracy was also important to people mm. as well. Question. Do you remember that whole, like, democracy going to be destroyed if Republicans win thing? Well... I mean, it was over Jan 6, but yeah, it was going to be yeah. worse. Um, yeah. So the Republicans still look like they're going to win, like the House at least. I don't know about the Senate, but I'm like, I'm hearing no one freak out about democracy right now. I think it's because the races are a lot closer. Yeah. I, it's almost like it was more of an election ploy to get people out to vote. And now that they didn't have this embarrassing, embarrassing landslide loss. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Yeah, sure, Republicans won, but at least we didn't get embarrassed. Yeah, they barely won. So Mm -hmm. now 2024 is going to be fine. (laughs) It's weird, right? Mm -hmm. Because I thought that if they were going to take control that that our democracy was going to be over, but I'm not hearing anyone talk about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, America is the place where democracy goes to die anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's inevitable. Did he say 18 times in seven sentences is what Jeff said? Uh, Maybe a little bit of exaggeration, but... Our democracy, it worked, you know, because Republicans didn't win in a landslide. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. turns out we still have democracy. Yeah. And, you know, like uh, one person can hold up democracy, Nate. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One person doesn't join the majority. <laughs> Remember, that's that means democracy is no longer in play. So let's look at some of these exit polls here. We're just going to figure out what happened. As I talked about yesterday, abortion was a really big issue for a lot of people that came out to vote yesterday. Uh, turns out what's the most important issue for this person's vote that they are polling. Inflation was 31%, abortion 27%, uh, crime, immigration, and gun policy all coming in around 10 or 11%. When it comes to abortion, the people of 27% said that that was the most important issue. Of course, 76% of those people were Democrats. I like how inflation was actually the number one issue, but they put it <laughs> second first. underneath abortion. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not even in alphabetical order or anything. They just put abortion at the top. Is even this though the New York Times? Uh, this is the Washington Post. Okay, WAPO. did this. Yeah, this is Jeff Bezos. I mean, they have the fault. numbers right, mm-hmm. but then they put abortion on top still, which I found uh, that's interesting. And of course, uh, for the people who inflation was their top issue... Uh, 71% of those people were Republicans. 
And then crime was their top issue. 57% of those people were Republicans, 41 for Democrats. And uh, when you separate this out just a little bit more, economy and jobs, uh, that's 47% when you poll it in this way, the economy and jobs, 47% of the people uh, that this AP vote cast thing. Look, they did the same thing with healthcare there. It's less of a percentage, but it's yeah. higher. Healthcare second at 7%. <laughs> Actually, what else do we have? Abortion, 9%. Immigration, 9% on these things. And of course, you know what what most people care about. I think there was a stronger showing for abortion. And uh, like I said yesterday, Chuck, which I'm sure you heard, you can't underestimate the Democrats' need to uh, kill children. Mm -hmm. Like, you do not want to discount that, uh, how hard they will fight for it. Yeah. One issue I have, and so... It's I mean, all, if you can't murder babies, are you even living? No, I mean, what kind of freedom is that? That's, yeah. yeah. If you can't kill kids, or at least mutilate them. Can we at least mutilate children? If you can't, then there is no democracy. No, no. Yeah. What? There ain't a single free country that does not allow people to mutilate children because of what color is their favorite and uh, kill kids mm -hmm. uh, right before you can see their head coming out. Yeah. If you can't do that, it's not a democracy. It's, yeah. Freedom is lost. Here's how I don't like how they make these these polls, but this is the problem with the way that Republicans went like Lindsey Graham doing that whole let's just ban abortion nationwide type thing, you know, a couple months ago when that happened. Um, should abortion be legal in all or most cases or illegal in all or most cases? So. Most people said that abortion should be legal in all or most cases. That was 60% of people said that. And the other, the other poll said 62% of people said legal in all or most cases. The problem is there is a massive difference between legal in all or legal in most cases. Mm -hmm. That's, those are not the same thing. Most cases means that you would allow for some abortion restrictions. So that's not a good poll whatsoever. But what it does show you is that the fear that there would be bans on abortion is overwhelming the fear that someone might have an abortion at, at eight months or something like that. Like the idea that you would ban it, that's worse mm. than if someone would have late term uh, because 60% of people think legal in all or most, only 37% think it should be illegal in all or most. And there's no way that you can separate that out any further. Like... Yeah. Anything? Weeks? Uh, no. But this is the way that people voted. I think people were worried that there were going to be bans because of stuff like what Lindsey Graham did and what some of the candidates said, and they do not want a chance having any bans nationwide on things, and I think that's what got people out to vote. And I think the RNC should be <clears throat> pissed at Lindsey Graham for doing something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that probably did hurt hurt the Republican chances uh, to have a bigger showing in the midterms. And what we ended up seeing, by the way, was what before Lindsey Graham pushed forward that law, what Republicans were saying you should have, which is states deciding what they were going to do. Are there two fly three There's flies? Three flies, and they're all in a row. What are on they different doing? Different tiles. What do you think their plans are? I don't know. They're trying to take over Wait, the world. Are flies real? These could be government drones, potentially. Oh yeah. Mm. Look like flies. They're not really flies, are they? They've been living in here since Charlie left. I think they could be like, a, yeah, I think they're drones, some kind of recording devices. Yeah. 
It's nanotechnology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fly, fly nanos. Anyway, sorry. What were we talking about? The election. The election. Before Lindsey Graham did that whole let's have a nationwide ban thing, Republicans were talking about, well, this needs to be left up to the states. You know, that's what we need to do. Not the federal government. Federal government doesn't need to do this. And I think that is what people would like and not talk about this whole nationwide federal anything on abortion. Because you got a lot of states who had ballot referendums about abortion and codifying your right to have an abortion put in the state constitution and pretty much every pro-abortion measure passed and the anti-abortion measures failed around the country. And I think that's what got a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. Get some going, you know, killing kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to have that right. You got to fight for your right. Uh, let's see. Age. Age breakdowns. Here's a crazy thing. Let's, t- let's talk about this for a sec. And we'll talk about sex here in a bit. Like male, female. Well, I, don't, I don't want to talk to you about like sex. Like I'm talking about sex, like male or female. Oh, like the sexes. Yes, sexes. You don't for want to sure. do a sex podcast real quick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you look at the age, uh, 18 to 29, you got 63% of those people polled uh, voted Democrat. 18 to 29. Are you surprised? No, but then it goes 30 to 44. It goes to 51. And then once you get to 45, 64, uh, it goes to 54 in favor of Republicans. And then when you go 65 plus, it goes to 55 in favor of Republicans. It is the fact that Democrats have a massive majority of young, inexperienced, uh, ignorant people who know nothing about the world and the way it really works. Uh, the large portion of those are voting Democrat. Not that everyone in the group fits in that category. You all are far above and beyond your age cohorts out there. Mm. Okay. You're doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, this is the, obviously the, the group of people who are in college, mm-hmm. you know, who are worried about their college loans getting canceled, maybe mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yep. And, uh, definitely, obviously lean a little bit more liberal. As you said, I mean, I guess ignorance is the right word. I know people take offense to that, but the more you learn in life, it tends, you tend to start leaning more conservative. Uh, as, as life starts to really people hit take, you in the face. People take ignorance the wrong way. Ignorance mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means that you don't know. Right. That's that's it. They take it the wrong way. Which, you know, most people under 30 don't know anything. And people that are in their 40s probably think most people under 40 don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that it goes up to 50s. But, well, we but are, what we're at the age now we can recognize that I don't have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you do think that you have it all figured out, though. God, when I was 22, man. Knew everything. I knew everything. No one could tell me nothing. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody could tell me nothing. I used to know know everything. Now I only know one single thing. That's it. That's that human beings own themselves. That's it. Yeah. That's the only thing that I know. Gravity exists. I think I don't know. Kind of. I mean, on Earth. Moon landing. I can't make any guarantees on that. Okay. I wasn't there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, uh, so the we only see thing that, I know <clears throat> is that I don't know. Yeah, so I know that. What we see is that in general, the older you get, the more Republican leaning, or the Republicans just tend to uh, attract the older voters, the conservative voters. I don't know if it's people start off Democrat and then they work their way Republican as they get older, 
or it's just Republicans that are holding on to older voters. I don't know which one's happening. Uh, you have to follow people over time. It's a lot harder than just taking a snapshot of the current. It's like looking at wealthy people or something like that. Yeah. You know, you got to follow that person over time and see what happens. I um, think that is the trend, though. The trend is as you get older, you become a little bit more conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see who voted. This is one that was uh, interesting. Unmarried women were 23% of the voting block and 68% of those people went for Democrats, unmarried women. Hmm. That's no correlation there. That's who we got us. <laughs> you think it has anything to do with um, like abortion? Possibly. I said there's no correlation. No correlation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, married men, that was 30% of the people. Um, about 60% of those went for Republicans. Married women, 56% of those went for Republicans. Unmarried men, 52% of those went for Republicans. Unmarried women, 68% of them went for Democrats. That is the sweet spot right there. Also, people who don't have kids. That's another one. Women with no children, uh, 40%. 40% of the respondents, women with no children. It's the highest. The highest one I've seen so far. Women with no children, 55% of those went for Democrats. Mm. So an unmarried woman with no kids, that's public enemy number one. <laughs> that's, that's what I come up with. It looks like a bunch of resentment Listen, voting. If I have to go out there personally and marry and impregnate every one of these girls i will do it for my country okay i wish you would have said women there because the girls <laughs> thing now sounds weird women okay yeah there we go yes yeah. i just there's no pizza gate happening here Good morning, Liberty. <laughs> so everybody be aware of that <laughs> let's skip over this all right that was the last of our exit polls but you i i think you're i think you are seeing a bit of a trend here culturally mm -hmm. um there's a lot of i mean i would say there's a lot of men and a lot of women that aren't getting married and having children currently so yeah. there's a shift culturally and something that's happening uh i can't quite put my finger on it but i have some ideas but that's for another time it's just interesting this is what we always say folks pay attention <laughs> pay attention to the data find it interesting and then start to look into some possibilities not saying we know the answer. I'm not saying there's any correlation. Okay. I'm just saying it's interesting how this is shaping up. The absolute biggest demographic for gender and race. Wow. Uh, black women, 88% of black women went for Democrats. 88%. Because they weren't, if they didn't vote for Democrats, they wouldn't be <clears throat> black. <laughs> So just affirming their race. Exactly. Okay. I got you. Yeah. That, that makes sense, I guess. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That's a pretty big one. The 82% of black men uh, went for, went for Democrats. Can you imagine just having, I mean, just literally Democrats own an entire race of people. I, I feel bad for all, <laughs> as they always have. I feel bad for all other races in these polls. Mm -hmm. Cause like black, white people, black people and Latino people get their own categories mm -hmm. and then this right. is all other races you know like they don't matter i guess they don't i guess they were only five percent of the respondents anyway but all other races you get 49 percent for democrats mm. over republicans so start tailoring your message everyone 
to an unmarried black woman with no kids, that's the person. You win that person over, you lock in every election for all time. Okay? That's it. An unmarried black woman with no kids. If every word that you say doesn't appeal to that person, might as well stop. That's and it. I have so much to say, but I fear it would be mansplaining. So, oh, yeah, well, mansplain away, Charlie. We I, haven't heard from you in in months. I think I need to save it. I'm working okay. my way back up, and, and okay, you know, right now there's we have a few ladies here in this that, that they want to hear this conversation, and it's coming. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, <laughs> it's coming. So you, that means you gotta you, you gotta hit that subscribe button. And I know these ladies; they are subscribed because mm-hmm. they're in the live group. For sure. And, uh, but those of you that aren't that want to hear this conversation, there's a lot to be coming and they want to hear it from two dudes. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Bobby McShay from two dudes. Yep. We're going to explain what's going on culturally. Now, (laughs) look, there's a lot on the men too. So Mm -hmm. don't, don't think I'm coming for you ladies. There's a lot in men too. Okay. But, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a big cultural conversation here. That I think libertarians could, they could capitalize on. How so? We're not going to get into it. Right <laughs> okay. Now. But there is something that we could talk about. I'm just, it's, I'm trying, to, this is the biggest cliffhanger of all time. Okay. Just so you know. Inflation came in today. CPI came in. It was down from the previous, previous month. Now it's still 7.7% year over year. That's not good, but it is down. I think it was like 8.2% last month for the year over year number. It was lower than expected. Lower than expected. They expected the, eight, I think, right? The market uh, just went nuts today. I mean, I'm surprised that it didn't halt up, but I guess we don't do that. We just halt down. Uh, but we got, man, almost 7% on the NASDAQ right now. I haven't seen an up day by 7%. I mean, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's quite a bit. T-Quellin up 20% right now. Feeling pretty good about that one. Anyway, it doesn't matter what the market is doing in relation to this. Let me show you this real quick. Our inflation came down. Maybe it's because of all sorts of things, or maybe we just ran into this trend line that came from 1922. I think that was it, Charlie. Mm. It was just that trend line right there. I mean... How crazy is that? That is pretty crazy. <laughs> now it's coming down. These three points right there. Uh, we did cross over it just a little bit, though. <clears throat> but judging by this trend line, I do think we're going to have a nice dip down. So those are my projections. I'm going to use that trend line to make those projections now. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to come down to maybe sit around 4%. So uh, some of the stuff, by the way, gasoline, they got 4%. By the way, these things are all still up. We're not... So inflation's down. Still more expensive. It's still, things are still getting more expensive. I think that's a part that people forget about. Things are still getting more expensive month over month. I think it was 0.4% month over month for all items. That's still more expensive than the previous month of data that they had. It's not that things got cheaper. Okay, some things did get cheaper though. Apparel, fruits and vegetables, Airline fares went down a little bit. Used cars and trucks, that was a big one. And piped utility gas, gas prices went down a bunch. Natural gas uh, went down a bunch, but it's about to head back up. So anyway, that's our inflation. Apparently that doesn't matter. What matters is killing kids. Yeah. (laughs) That's the important part, killing kids. Yeah. Yeah. 
As long as we can afford to do so. That's what you want to do. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. You know what else didn't matter? Uh, talking about inflation here. We got a thing from Reason. They did have some ballot measures for uh, raising the minimum wage in a few states, and they all wanted to raise the minimum wage. What's going on? What is this? <laughs> that looks like a picture of you <laughs> with a dead man. <laughs> Dead man walking. Oh, I didn't even notice who that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a shame. That. How'd you find that evidence, Jeff? Uh. Wow. Dang. Mm. I never thought that picture was going to come out. You were on that plane, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. You've been on mm. that plane. Man, I thought. You know, I paid a lot of money to have that picture gotten rid of. <laughs> so. Oh. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad out. that that happened. Uh, you guys got to. You guys got to see this. Joingml.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's incriminating honestly yeah i hope it stays mm -hmm. right here in the live group what's crazy is that i used my discord profile photo was actually just don't this try picture. to explain this away no no i'm just saying don't I, gaslight us i think that it was irresponsible of me to use this photo to cut my discord profile photo out of like oh i'm gonna pick this one but i guess i was wearing that hat that's that so. was part of the long game i got gotcha. you yeah that's mm -hmm. what you were doing. It's all part of the plan. All right, this from Reason. <laughs> Worries about inflation didn't stop voters from approving minimum wage increases. Despite telling pollsters that rising prices are a top concern, voters in Tuesday's midterm election seem to have approved all three proposed minimum wage increases, policies that will likely force businesses in some places to raise prices. See, this is the endless cycle with inflation. This is, mm -hmm. the, this is the problem, right? And do you not think that the unions, when they meet to renegotiate their contracts at the beginning of the year, that they're not going to want wage increases for all their folks to, to keep up with the cost of goods and services? Jerome Powell says that we're not in a wage price spiral, though. So <sighs> yeah. he said that's not a thing. Of course right not. Right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And inflation is transitory. It is. It's very okay. transitory. Exactly. All yeah. right. Just like Pernanke said that our economy was strong, mm. you know? And Janet Yellen said we would never see another recession. <laughs> so. Okay. These are the experts. Yeah. They know everything. What do you know? I don't know anything. Yeah. Have you ever been treasury secretary and the president of the Federal Reserve? I yeah, don't think so. But we do have a check mark on Twitter now. Oh. So I guess the guarantees everyone that we had at least $8. For sure. For this month. They know that. Yeah. This month. That would be embarrassing when you start to see the, <laughs> the check mark disappear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And was like, oh, that dude's uh, stuff must be kind of mm -hmm. rough. Mm -hmm. Started GoFundMe maybe for the eight bucks, though. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, look, the broadest minimum wage increase on the ballot was in Nebraska and cornfields out there where voters approved a hike from $9 an hour to 15 with all precincts reporting on Wednesday, the measure passed with more than 58% of the vote. As a result, the minimum wage in the Corn Husker state will increase by $1.50 annually until it reaches 15 per hour in 2026. After that, the state's minimum wage would, will be tied to inflation and will continue to rise with the consumer price index. That's awesome. Good job. I was going to look at Nebraska. But there is no wage hike spiral. There's no it's spiral not happening. It's not happening. I was going to look and see what, uh, how Nebraska voted, actually, just to, to check and see. Did they have anything else here? Let's get to Nebraska. Does anyone know where Nebraska is? Okay, they didn't have a Senate election. It's just to the around. west of Iowa. I found it. I did find okay. it. Okay. 
Yeah. Sorry, you can go ahead. I was just announcing what I was doing. Business groups like the Nebraska Grocery Industry Association have warned that the planned increase in minimum wages will require further price increases for goods and services. That's coming on the heels of decades high inflation rates that have caused food prices to rise by more than 11% in the past year. Something voters told exit pollsters on Tuesday was a top concern. Mm-hmm. Top concern. But we're going to... V- they got all uh, all Republican House candidates won in Nebraska this time around. And they got 58% in favor of raising the minimum wage to $15. Yeah. Tell me you don't understand economics without telling me you don't understand economics. It's just a completely, just no principles wh- whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I think this would be nice for me to to push this up. Maybe I get a little pay bump, you know, hasn't been keeping up with inflation. Sure, Which is sure. true, by the way. I got to stop those evil demon rats. You know, they're mm-hmm. terrible. We're going to put all the Republican House candidates in, but also I'm going to force the minimum wage to go up as well. Yep. But I hate the Democrats. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. They don't like freedom. Well, I'm going to force everyone to raise everyone's wages up to $15 an hour, no. too. Man, I just don't get it. Yep. In Washington, D.C., an even more aggressive minimum wage increase was approved by more than 74% of voters. Four years after, D.C. City, City Council blocked a similar plan. The so-called tipped minimum wage ballot question will increase hourly pay for waiters, bartenders, and other tipped workers from $5.35 per hour to $16.10 per hour by 2027. That's a th- over a 300% increase. For tipped workers. Yeah. That means workers who earn tips will have to be paid the same amount as other employees who do not earn tips. As Reason has previously reported, that's not a, as good of deal for workers as it might sound. Tipped workers can earn far more than $16 per hour, and D.C. law requires that employers make up the difference if workers fall short of the hourly minimum wage during their shifts. Eliminating the tipped minimum wage means customers will likely tip less, which means tipped workers might end up actually earning less despite the minimum wage increase. We we would know from experience that that's likely going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us waited tables for a long time. Mm-hmm. What do we get? Two thirteen an hour was the minimum wage at that time. Always made, I don't know, at least twenty bucks an hour, if not more than that. You yeah. Like a bad shift was typically 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. You know, I could come in work five hours and make a hundred bucks. So yeah, these things are just, uh, I guess they're things that make people feel better. A lot of times the people who support this are people who have no clue what you can make waiting tables. I honestly think it should be a requirement that everyone waits tables for a little bit. You know, it should be a class in high school. It's got to be a class. It's got to be, I want from top down federal government executive (laughs) order that everyone has to wait tables. Mm. for at least six months uh, do six months of service yeah and then you got to be in the uh server reserves for like another five years yeah. after that you get pulled in if it gets real uh here's busy. what i'd like to see I, i'd like to go back to where i was prior to my leave to mm-hmm. my sabbatical yes uh, from gml here which is i hope all the businesses close <laughs> just close them down mm-hmm. just literally close them you know that's gonna happen I see your minimum wage and I raise you uh, no building. That's going to happen. You know, get, you, get a freaking tank bulldozer and bulldoze <laughs> your own freaking restaurant and uh, be like minimum wage this. You pay someone to burn it down so you can at least collect some insurance or something. But, well, don't tell people that. Well, I don't have a building I'm going to burn down. I'm just talking to some of our friends who would never do that that are out there. Exactly. Because insurance fraud is a crime and it, we're against that. It is a crime. Yeah. It, 
and insurance companies are, you know, they, you can't aggress on them and take away their liberties either. So we don't want to commit insurance yeah. fraud. I was kidding when I said that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But burn baby burn. What people don't realize, like we worked at Olive Garden for a long time, pretty, pretty good amount of time. Did you ever like actually receive paychecks from Olive Garden? No. Did you get paid? It's always zero dollars. Zero dollars all the time. What does that mean for a, a, a restaurant that only allows you to have like three tables at a time so they can have as many servers out there as they basically, they could have one server per table pretty much if they wanted to, if they really wanted to do that. Now you'd have to turn over a lot of tables to, to really make good money. My point is restaurants don't have to pay servers. They, they don't. They can have a lot of servers there because they don't have to pay them any money. <laughs> They're basically there working for the restaurant, and it's like you're contracting, working for tips, essentially. You're working on commissions uh, for the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so you, get, you, know, you can get pretty good service at places, but when you start requiring that each one of those people get paid this minimum wage, and people know that, and they know that they don't have to tip as much, and the restaurant actually has to start paying each one of them. You can see a lot of people lose their jobs. Price is going to increase. I'm going to need 30 servers on the floor somewhere because you can't afford to pay all of them. See a lot of people lose their jobs when this happens, and prices go up a lot. Prices go up, and you get worse service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In New York, the uh, the recent minimum wage hike caused many bars and restaurants to cut hours and reduce staff according to a survey from the New York City Hospitality Alliance. Workers who merely saw their hours cut might have uh, been lucky, as reasons Billy Binion reported in 2019. Two researchers at Harvard Business School found that the average restaurant has an additional 14% chance of closing for every dollar added to the tipped minimum wage. Close them. Close them down. Close them up. Take your business money, whatever you're worth, and put it somewhere else. Just move to a different place. Yeah. Um, in 2021, we, I guess we can skip a little bit of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's a lot of info <clears throat> in here. So down here at the bottom here, with prices still rising at unacceptably high rates and driving wages higher everywhere, Tuesday's election is surely not the final word in the debate over how much workers should be paid per hour. Maybe we should try letting employees and employers figure out the answer without getting state lawmakers and voters involved. And look, I understand people's frustration that they're making minimum wage or like a little bit less than minimum or more, or maybe they're even making 12 or $15 an hour. And with the rising cost of inflation and everything like that, like it's hard to live. Mm -hmm. I get it. Your wages are not keeping up with inflation. It's hard to have everything you want. And what, what would be seen as normal in America? Like, it's hard to have a car and a phone and Netflix and HBO Max because, you know, House of Dragon came out. So you got to ke- keep up with the Game of Thrones and Twitter House of Blue. Dragon. Twitter Blue is now eight bucks a month. You got to mm-hmm. have that. Um, you know, you got to have, you got to go out to eat, mm-hmm. you know, once a week and stuff like that. Uh, you got to, obviously, the, well, the bare necessities. We're not even, these the are simple bare necessities. These are needs. Yeah. You know, well, we were the bare necessities are I just those are self evident, right? Mm-hmm. Rent and, and gas and food and shelter, those things. Maybe water. Water. Uh huh. Electric. Electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's is iffy. A, you don't have to have that. Which, by the way, humans have had throughout all of human history. You can't live without and it's it. It's a requirement. It's not possible. Yeah, it's not possible. So, anyway, I get. That people are frustrated in that those types of things, but we're looking, we're looking at the wrong, 
way to solve this problem. You're actually causing more of the problem. Yes. You're and making it's just it worse. Get, it's just going to get worse and it's going to get worse and it's going to be this never ending. You know, have you ever been like in a, uh, a fight with your wife? No, never. Okay. What about a friend once or twice. What about I've a friend? A, I've been in a fight with my wife. Yeah, it's happened. And you know how like... But luckily she doesn't hit very hard. Yeah. Like I could take her. But you know, like, you know the thing where it's like, um, if no one ever apologizes, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just, it's just going to keep escalating. Just keeps escalating, yeah. Right. Until finally mm-hmm. someone, this is what Martin Luther King talked about, man. <laughs> Agape love. Yeah. Somebody's got to break the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well be you. That's what I have to say. Might as well break that cycle. Otherwise, it's going to keep ballooning. And eventually, we're all going to be making at least a million dollars an hour. Okay? But the problem is, is that your McDonald's Coke is now going to cost a million dollars. And they'll they'll retool the currency. So, like, you know, a million dollars and I'll be a dollar like they did in Venezuela. You know? It's like, one million rubles equals one ruble. I think it's getting pretty bad in Turkey right now. If I'm not, I, I just pulled a random turkey out of a hat right there and i'm pretty sure it's turkey where it's getting pretty bad like 80 percent inflation or something was that turkey or that up did i make that up has anyone else heard that somewhere that's out there um might have been turkey let's check and see not india sri lanka no i'm talking about turkey i believe we'll see though let's get past okay turkey inflation tops 85 percent i knew i saw something Mm. about that Mm -mm. there you go uh, Turkey inflation hits 24-year high of 80. That's only a 24-year high. <laughs> wow. Of 85% after rate cuts. Does this have anything to do with Thanksgiving? There you go. Uh, people could be confusing the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. See that. Yeah. The turkeys are up 85%. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> gobble, gobble. Okay. Let's uh, let's move on to one more thing here because, Charlie, I want to get your I want to get your thoughts on something mm. now in in Georgia, they had uh, once again a race that's going to be going into a runoff, and it is the fault of the Libertarian Party. I'm just clearly. Glad, I'm just glad Stacey Abrams lost. <sighs> yeah, that's that really was, all I cared about. That was too. important. <laughs> Very important. Now she can finally run for president in two years. Yeah, so mm-hmm. got that worked out. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about Chase Oliver. I've seen some ridiculous takes. We're going to save some for Dumb Leap of the Week. But this article from the New York Times, just really talking about Chase Oliver. It's not like trying to destroy him. It's not trying to cut him down. Nothing like that. And so I think this is pretty good exposure. And I see a lot of people split on this issue. Charlie, would you, as a libertarian, want to run and potentially throw an election in one direction or another for certain parties or would you want to stay out personally i probably wouldn't do it depending on the values of the you know republican or democrat what if neither one of them have any values at all and they're both like terrible people oh then i'd for sure run okay well there you go he did the right thing (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) problem solved He's a libertarian who proudly describes himself. This is uh, the New York Times article, by the way. This is not me. He's a libertarian who proudly describes himself as armed and gay in his bid to become. I didn't realize that he was armed in his bid to become the next U.S. senator from Georgia. He raised a mere seven thousand seven hundred and ninety bucks through the end of June. He needs some help there. 
And as of Wednesday afternoon, he had earned just over 2% of the total vote. Not bad for only $7,790. That's pretty good. He he was able to be in the debates. And uh, I don't think that you were... That's how long you've been gone. I don't even think you've been here since I did like the episode talking about his debate and Shane Hazel's debate. I did see Shane Hazel's. But... Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, his, his was really good too. Uh, yet the losing effort by Mr. Oliver could have a tremendous impact on the nation's politics. With several races too close to call, the Georgia runoff could decide which party controls the Senate, just like it did last year or in 2020. Mr. Oliver said he has no regrets. The problem, he said, was the system, not him. And he objected to the idea that he was spoiling anything. He said, I don't think you can spoil something that's already rotten. That's a good point. And I think that's the two. That's what the two-party system is in Washington, D.C. It's rotten. Third-party candidates are nothing new in American politics. Theodore Roosevelt played a significant spoiler role in 1912's presidential election as a member of the Progressive or Bull Moose Party. Everyone remembers that one, I'm sure. And in 2000, Ralph Nader was accused of some by helping George W. B. win in Florida and the presidency. Everyone remembers the hanging Chad. Mm -hmm. In recent years, a couple Libertarian Party candidates have had an outsized influence. Uh, Joe Jorgensen in 2020 made a modest showing in several states, enough it is believed to have tipped that election in favor of Joseph R. Biden. I love that they actually put Joseph R. Biden there. <laughs> like, why did they have to do that? The full name. Like, why didn't they say President Joe Biden or whatever? Why didn't Joseph they say R. Joseph Biden? Rudolph Biden? I don't know. What is his middle name? I don't know. No clue. I do not know. Rudolph sounds good. And that same year in Georgia, the Libertarian, they talk about Shane Hazel earned 115,000 votes in the general election, more than the margin that separated David Perdue from John Ossoff, the Democratic challenger. Ossoff went on to defeat Mr. Perdue in a runoff, demonstrating how a second race can be a leap into the unknown. Uh, so... I, I got a lot of issues with this, and it's not really with the New York Times. It's with a lot of what a lot of people are saying online. And I need to see the numbers if anyone has it. Do we have specific numbers on what happens with libertarians' votes when there is no libertarian option? Do they typically go towards Republicans? Do they stay home? Has anyone ever actually seen numbers on that before at all? Because we are making a lot of I haven't looked. We make a lot of assumptions on this whole thing. And really, the only assumption that I could make would be either it would split 50-50 or a lot of those people wouldn't go and vote, potentially, and see how many you know libertarians just wouldn't go vote. And some of these people maybe were protest votes, too, whatever. Uh, but I don't think you can guarantee that Walker would have won this election or that Trump would have won the election if Joe Jorgensen wasn't there. I don't think I would have gone and voted if Joe Jor if there wasn't a decent libertarian on the ballot in 2020. And I think a lot of people are like that. So 75% of the time, is that uh, is that a hard stat, Costco? Or is that a... 75% of the time, every time? 75% of the time, every time. If forced to choose, but like, are they going to get up and go vote? Yeah. You know? If they had to, it all matters whether or not they're going to go vote. 
Uh, anyway, Chase Oliver says he's not planning on endorsing either candidates, but he wants to host a candidate forum that would allow them to speak at length to libertarian and independent voters. There's no way they're going to agree to do that. All of this only adds to the mystery of who will support, who will win the support of his 80,000 plus voters in the runoff. That is, if they turn anywhere. He was able to present his ideas to a wide audience in mid-October during the debate in Atlanta. Mr. Walker did not attend. By the way, this is why I think this happened. Walker did not attend that debate, that debate because there was so much uh, crap coming out about Walker at that time. He just decided to not come out. I think they, they, think they found his 20th child that he had abandoned, something like that. Mm. Or, so one of those things came out. And so it was just Chase Oliver and Warnock in that debate and an empty podium for, for Walker. And so it was just the two of them going all night. I think that, why don't you just blame Walker for not going to the debate? Right. And giving Chase Oliver all that extra time to talk about liberty and went over some of the Republicans that watched or whatever, if that's what you're worried about. Uh, I think this, you know, when the Republicans don't win enough votes to win the election, it's just really weird to not lay that responsibility on Republicans or the candidate yeah. themselves mm. and for the party of personal responsibility yeah. to try and blame other people. No, win the votes. It's like when you don't win the Super Bowl, you're not entitled yeah. to my vote and you blame, you know, the incumbent coach <laughs> or the, <clears throat> you blame, let's say the, the Colts make the Super Bowl mm -hmm. and then they win and you blame Jeff Saturday who's the new Colts yeah. coach. And you're like, oh, well, it's this third-party coach we didn't think <laughs> oh. about coming in here to spoil the Super Bowl. I'm not sure this is the most solid analogy it's we've not. had. It's not yeah. at all. I don't think I, it's yeah. a... It's my first show back. Yeah. Okay? I just, I don't Let know. Let the analogy Because, like, in the Super Bowl, there's, like, out. literally only two teams going at each other. <laughs> yeah. And so... But, you know, Vegas is the one... What about, like, a race? What about, like, an Olympic swimming race but the vegas is the one who always wins super bowl <laughs> it's true that's who wins take me through the olympic swimming pool nate no i'm just saying there's multiple people there's uh, several lanes mm, yeah. in there mm. and that's like saying michael phelps all of his gold medals is due to <laughs> i don't know i don't think that any of these are going to work out on yeah. the spot right that's now right. Yeah. so <laughs> Regardless, stop blaming your own problems on the libertarians yeah. and also saying that they have no power and that there's no reason to support them and that they're a waste of time mm -hmm. uh, because apparently they do have some power. And if you want to win their votes, then go out there and win their votes. I, you know, and I would like to see um, more votes going towards libertarians. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. like, it would be cool if somebody won like a seat with like 36% of the vote. Unfortunately, because, in Georgia, you wouldn't be able to do that because you got to have 50. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying in other places. But then there would still be a runoff. Like, yeah, true. 36% of the vote would be cool because then you have three parties that are going at it all the time. Lots of ideas. The more ideas and, and policies and different things that we can try, the better for human flourishing. It just And it makes the other parties better, too. That's the most important part. Are libertarians about to win the Senate or even House races? Anytime soon, probably not, but we, I do think that races like this are important for these people to see if I want to win, I need to put up someone who could win these libertarian votes, at least get these libertarians to go out vote to go vote for them. I mean, you got a Rand Paul in the Senate, you got a Mike Lee in the Senate, 
You got Thomas Massey out there. You got people that Republicans will vote for that lean very libertarian, a lot of issues. And I believe a lot of libertarians would see those people and they would think, well, you know what? Maybe it would be worth making sure that this person actually wins this election. You know, we'll just kind of save some of our libertarian votes for next time. We, we won in that effect to me. I don't know. Amen. Hey, I think we should go home because it's 3 p.m. All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, as I said, if you want to get the skinny on what's going on, look at the incriminating evidence of Nate. <laughs> it's getting it's getting dicey. It's getting hot you, in her. You got to go to joingml.com to do that. So joingml.com. Uh, sign up to be uh, one of the live group members. Speak about your hatred for me, even mm-hmm. in my absence, or your love. There were some people who were letting me know that they do actually care about me which helped yeah it did you know i read i read through those two comments every night yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh go to joingml.com. go to godhatesfeds.com get yourself a t-shirt that says god hates feds it was a hit by the way at the, on the trip we yeah, went. people liked it people liked the shirt mm-hmm. um, it was controversial and there were some people nate was all embarrassed at a few times where he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I say, screw that. <laughs> God hates feds. He does. You know? We talk to him. He wants people to be free to choose him. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. So don't let the feds ruin your hatred of them. Go to GodHatesFeds.com. I know that doesn't make any sense, but first show jitters. <laughs> <laughs> first show back jitters. Yes. Yeah. So godhatesfeds.com. Where else should people go? Um, I believe they should go. Well, you just got to go bernielies.com. That'll take you to everything. Okay. But also natescrashcourse.com. That's a good one. Mm. Okay. Uh, you want to learn what the heck is going to happen with the market? And I do too. So come over there and hang out with me and we'll talk about it together. Yeah. Just <laughs> everything revolves around the market, by the way. Even my own therapist this morning <laughs> from BetterHelp. S- said that you need a stop loss and <laughs> did I, he really yes nice and i laughed that's funny so yeah uh everything revolves around the market if you want to learn about life and emotional decisions then it's the market that's mm-hmm. what it is is it crashing is it on its way back up right now you won't know unless you go to natescrashcourse.com it's the only sign way. up all right if you guys do all of those <laughs> things then we'll be back again tomorrow for some dumb bleep of the week I hope you all have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.